I'm the pastor of the Cross Church. That was just uh, the, the man, Stephen, who just spoke. Um, the church there next to the park uh, in favor of the plan that y'all have. Uh, I think it's a good plan that county's put together. I just want to re-incentivize uh, that, that we are uh, fully in favor of that amendment and uh, support the tax collector's office. All right, this is from the Escambia County Commission meeting. Uh, this is actually right before I went on vacation, but I hadn't had a chance to talk about this. This is um, the uh, proposal to turn the park that's right at the kind of uh, across the street from where the uh, Alfred Washburn Center is and across from the storage centers. It's the one right at Brent and uh, US 29 Palafox. And it's the one where, you know, very high percentage of homeless people congregate. And it's often a place where parents don't feel like it's safe to take their kids. It's often trashy. I mean, it's it's disgustingly trashy a lot of times. I was just driving past there yesterday, maybe. I guess it was Tuesday. And um, notice there's a when you, when you go by the open space, and it's also across the street from the school and right next to that cross church. That's the pastor and the associate pastor of the church talking there. Uh, there's a little copes of trees right out on 29 um, that kind of breaks up the land between the church's property and the open space right in front of the park. And that little area of like, I don't know, 10 or 20 trees or whatever was just overrun with garbage and tents and just, ugh, I like, it was disgusting to see. And that's not uncommon. Okay. It's not uncommon. All right, so it's a it's a park area that gets used, you know, by homeless people a lot, and uh, often very badly. They have to go and you know clean up quite regularly. Code enforcement, or whatever it does. Um, that's also where people feed. You know, they do feeding programs there, and of course, it's right across the street and down a little ways from the Alfred Washburn Center. You know, great work that gets done there. Um, you know, by my good friend Mike Kimbrell, and you know, okay, so that's kind of the backdrop here. What they were wanting to do is they want to take the southern portion of that park. Uh, between basically where the park is now and the church, and they want to, they, they had to vacate a road basically that goes through there, and they wanted to get uh, get rid of that in order to, and the road doesn't really connect; it's kind of a right of way, sorry, not a road. But um, they wanted to vacate that in order to make space for a community center and a tax collector's office, which is actually a really good location for that because a lot of services are missing in that area uh, for both, really, it is. But, um, you know, one of the people who was opposed to this, uh, Mel Pino, uh, was just like, it, it wasn't enough to be against the thing itself, but to drag, like, all of the conservatives and Republicans and Governor DeSantis into how evil all of this stuff is. Just offer a lot of people some support right now because it really must stick in the throats. I know it sticks in my throat. I am really happy uh, about the, sounds like $800,000 for the broadband, and I'm really happy about the Beulah connector, but that's what fascists always do. They give with one hand while they squeeze the life out of other people's throats. <laughs> Way to keep it even keeled. You know, like, I'd, I have the dramatic music for, like, the Milton City Council and Santa Rosa, or in the and Pensacola City I don't have one for either of the county commissions. Um, but, you know, and I don't, that doesn't really have anything to do with this park, but, you know, she was on a tear. These aren't easy times for a lot of people in this state, so let's just quit pretending that it's all wine and roses. The four of y'all are white, you're male, and you're registered Republicans. So you got those three things going for you. You better hope they keep being enough. Because <laughs> as these things usually go, the circles keep squeezing tighter. I'm sorry for the start of Black History Month, Mr. May, it chokes me up a little bit. Okay, so here's the thing. This is in Lewin May's district, and he's a champion of the project. <laughs> like, and he says, no, <laughs> what are you talking about? I am the Parks and Rec Commissioner. I've worked in Parks and Rec all my life, uh, and I believe in public spaces. Uh, 
the underuse of that park uh, gives us the ability to do more. We're still going to have basketball courts. We're still going to have green space. We're still going to have playground track, but we're going to have a community center with restrooms, with bathrooms, uh, with staff on site. That makes it a place that children can go, that the children from Brentwood Elementary School can walk over to that park and feel safe. And so that's the goal. I love that as a goal. And he's absolutely right. That So there's this little underpass, if you haven't ever noticed it, right in front of the Brentwood Elementary, where it's like a cage kind of chain link fence on one side and another matching cage chain link fence on the other side. And that locks up access to that underpass that kids can use to go under US-29 safely. Um, it's just a little tunnel under there that you can walk through, and uh, the kids can go back and forth to the church. But the problem is, and they have to keep it locked because otherwise it would be full of all kinds of nonsense. I, I'm sure it would. They only open it up when the kids are coming to and from school. Um, but, you know, that's to make a safe place for them to go across the street and to go and get services. And, you know, it's wonderful. Now, he went on to kind of explain what they were trying to do, and I'll come back to that in just a second. Right now, let's get Gracie in here with Traffic on the Fives. Roads are looking good right now with I-10 and I-110 not showing any delays, as well as 29 and 90 getting onto NAS Pensacola. You'll see some slight slowdowns, but nothing too, too bad just at the gate. If you see something else, give me a call to the traffic line. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Gracie. So back to this conversation about what they want to do with that parcel of the park. Again, the church is very much in support. Lumen May, it's his district, the Parks and Rec Commissioner, who believes in park space, uh, you know, and is very interested in preserving that park space. He says, no, this is a benefit. It's not closing a park. It's enhancing and improving the park. Uh, and so that's what I'm excited about. And so when we often see people outside in tents, uh, when we have a building that has washers and dryers, when we have a building that has restroom, uh, it's going to be an improvement. Uh, and um, the utilization of that park will not be diminished at all. I, I think when this project gets done, I think you're just not even going to be able to recognize that area. And and it really is a blight location right now that is underutilized for all of the reasons that he was mentioning. Um, there was some concern raised. Uh, I know Mel had raised this concern. Some other people had raised this concern that there wasn't a guarantee in the way the vacation of the right-of-way was being done that it would be developed along these particular um, – this would be the particular endpoint. And so there's not like an ironclad promise that this project would be accomplished, but, I, you know – there's no reason to think anything else would happen there, so I think that's more of a, you know, that's not a that's not a reasonable concern to have, even though I understand what they were saying. Uh, Commissioner Bender, Robert Bender. He has very specific, I'll say, regulations and, and guidelines on where he can put an office. And this is the tax collector he's talking the about. Community. And uh, having this location be close to where the, I think, former office was, uh, he already has approved um, uh, driving courses and things like that. So it's... Uh, I think we see it as a win for everybody in the community uh, to be able to serve uh, those that are in this area uh, with the services of the tax uh, collector. Yeah, because it's a little far to go to any of the other offices, and that's a good location where there's, you know, frankly, a lot of people who don't have good access to transportation, and so they can just uh, walk if they need to or ride a bike, you know, to that area. So, yeah, I mean, it all makes sense to me. I think this is good government in action. Back to Lumen May. And so it's everyone's park. Uh, it's not a park that stays open 24 hours a day for people to sleep in. That's not what our parks are geared up for. Our parks are geared up for people uh, from sunset to from sunrise to sunset for people to utilize it and to appreciate it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. And when they get all done, it'll be, you know, an opportunity to really turn that tunnel into a useful thing for the kids to get to a place where they can get services and have activities. And in conjunction, I don't know if any of the services provided at that community center are going to be uh, funded by anything from the Escambia Children's Trust, like we were talking about yesterday, but you can certainly imagine that being a possibility. So that's all to the good. I think that we're going to continue to make this uh, a, a valuable asset for our community and something that's safe for our children, a place where kids can get in a tunnel and walk across the street and feel extremely safe uh, without being attacked by dogs, without being scared, uh, and having staff and lighting on site. I think it's just, uh, I think it's a great win. Yeah, again, I, I couldn't agree more. And by the way, when I first heard this, I was like, they're getting rid of part of the park in order to make a tax collector's office. That's weird. And then I heard the whole plan. I'm like, well, that makes good sense. <laughs> That's actually really good use of that location. 619 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola morning news. And if you're thinking about selling your home, uh, obviously, look, in a, a hot real estate market, you might have the theory that I don't have to have a great realtor because I can do it myself or anybody will do it. It's a hot market. That's not really true, okay? Because you want to get the most for your home. And somebody who really knows what she's doing, like Christina Leavenworth, will get you the most. Even in a hot market, it makes a difference. When the market is cooler, really important because that's the time when uh, an expert can know what is the price point? What are people looking for? What are they objecting to? How can we stage this? When do we need to have the open house? Like all of the things you don't think about because it's not your industry. That's what Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leaven Rinky Realty are just great at. Like really, really good. That's why they get the results that they do. And especially in this environment, you want to make sure to get the most for your home, best equity and protect your family's finances. And this is why you go to her. Now she'll actually guarantee she'll sell your house in 30 days or you won't pay her anything. I mean, that's pretty impressive that she will guarantee that. Uh, she knows she's got you know people who are looking, and she's got a whole list of those people. Also, if you need to sell quickly, uh, she's got a list of investors for cash. If you're willing to you know sell for a little bit less, but you need to get it done quickly, she can take care of that. You got nothing to lose. It's totally free, of course, to find out what Christina Leavenworth might be able to do for you. Give her a call today, 723-9158, 723-9158. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate. Managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. An IRS certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, submitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info is all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen social security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here. Wake up with Andrew McKay in the Pensacola Morning News. Lifestyle talk with Jenna Barr and Pep Talk. Drive home with Bobby Rossi in Pensacola right now on News Radio 923. No, 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 no. The Tennessee National Guard says two of its members were killed in a helicopter crash. 
a local doorbell camera capturing the moment the Black Hawk helicopter went down near Huntsville, Alabama during a training mission flight. The two guardsmen were the only ones on board. Nobody on the ground was hurt. Just as we got made the right turn, we heard this very loud, it's like a car with no, without a muffler. It, but we knew it was in the sky. Look at the helicopter go over our head and bam, we heard it hit. We saw it hit the ground and it exploded. Uh, uh, it's horrible. And there's a, uh, there's a video that they're showing on TV that is uh, from a ring camera, like ring doorbell camera from a street that it like the street aims directly at the crash site and somebody in the end of the cul-de-sac had their ring doorbell running and there's a video of the the black hawk going down and it's 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 gut-wrenching because i know a lot of pilots right not in the uh i guess it's a i don't know if it's a national guard i forget now um but you know not air not that side of things but all the navy pilots who train at whiting and learn how to fly helicopters and everything and uh, I, you know, listen to them talk about the safety training that they go through, and you know what to do, and you know when you lose power and lose control and all this. And this thing just—it's—it's it's just a brick falling out of the air. It's—it's it's awful to watch, um, and it just makes me think about you know the things I've learned from them about you. Just—it's very hard to get control when something like that happens. You don't have a lot of ability. Obviously, there's no ejection from a helicopter. Just think about it. Like, where would you go? The rotors are—you know—there's no ejection. You have to—you know—controlled crashing is what you do. And um, whether they had any ability to maneuver or not, I'm sure I, I couldn't see any in the brief video. Um, they did manage to bring it down in a median between the two sides of this highway. So nobody was hurt besides the two on board who were killed. And I don't know if they had any ability to maneuver and make that happen or not. But sure, it could have been an awful lot worse. But mm, it's just it's, you know, we're in an aviation community. I mean, you know, we we've. We're pretty close to a lot of these things on the Navy side, right? 624 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Governor Ron DeSantis has now signed a bill that creates the Unauthorized Alien Transport Program, authorizing him to send migrants to sanctuary states. He calls it a valuable tool to protect citizens from open border policies. FDA advisors looking at uh, recommending a whether a popular overdose treatment should be sold over the counter. An independent independent panel said yesterday that making Narcan nasal spray available with no prescription could significantly expand access to life-saving treatments. And this doesn't really seem like the type of thing he should have to apologize for, but NFL star DeMar Hamlin says the jacket he wore at the Super Bowl. You remember seeing that, the, uh, the one with Jesus on the cross on it? Uh, yeah, you know, so everybody was talking about this. I... I, I I'm looking it up right now because I did not catch it. But go ahead. Well, go ahead. so apparently he got some uh, people telling him that the jacket was offensive after he wore it at the Super Bowl. It, it had a, a picture of Jesus on the cross. It said eternal on it. Uh, he is now saying that he didn't mean to offend anybody by wearing his Jesus jacket at the Super Bowl. I, I don't I don't get it. It just. It's without beginning or end. There is no day. Uh, it's on. It's got a thing on the back that's Jesus on the cross. And I. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know. I. I, I, just, I don't understand. It's a jacket of all the things that right. NFL players might wear. You know. It's yeah, significantly less offensive probably than uh, what a lot of a lot of people I think, wear. I think so. there's a number of people that would say, but did you see the halftime show? Right. (laughs) I mean, there was at least one moment in the halftime show that people might raise questions about. Uh, All right. Wow. All right. So he's apologized for it, not saying they didn't want to offend anybody. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't, I guess, apologized, apologized. But yeah, he uh, he says 
he did not mean to offend anybody by wearing his jacket, and he okay. uh, understands how it could be. I, I don't, okay. but I, yeah, apparently I, he does. Whatever. I, you know, find a new occupation other than getting offended for a living. Uh, David, <laughs> thanks so much for the update. Gracie's got traffic on the fives. Got a call into the traffic line. We do have a traffic stop going on on the Escambia Bay Bridge west side, um, so just keep that in mind. That's our off. They're off to the right side. It's in the westbound direction uh, with a couple cop cars there. So get over. Other than that, we are looking good on 29 and 90, showing no delays and gates onto NAS Pensacola, not showing anything to slow you down. If you do see something on the road showing delays, just give me a call to the traffic line. That's 850-2626-111. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Gracie. And I was just reading a little bit more. I guess some people are saying that it's more of a mocking. I don't know. I just I don't see it. But, you know, I have a very high bar for sensitivity for being offended by things, you know, as a Christian, right? Like, I don't know. Things just don't bother me the same way they bother a lot of other people. Uh, 627 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, I thought this was actually kind of interesting. There was um, some research comes out. uh, Research. A survey, I think, is a better way to say it. And it was done in the U.K., so that's already going to give you some weird answers. Uh, But the question was, what's your feel-good, like, happy song? You know, what's the, what are the top songs that people play in order to soothe themselves when they feel upset or when life gets to them? Or what, like, what's that song that when it comes on, it always makes you happy? And they, they basically, they've got all these theories. I am not a music theory kind of guy, so I don't know what a lot of this means. I'll just read it to you. For those of you who are, uh, they say that the songs that make people happy are in a major key with a sweet spot of about 137 beats per minute. Seventh chords is one of the things that uh, work to it, and the uh, one two one two beat to them. So again, uh, you know, I'm like I'm literally reading you. I don't have enough knowledge in music theory to be able to tell you what any of that means. Uh, but that's the key. So the top songs that they reported, okay. And again, keep in mind that this is a UK thing. So some of their answers are, I think, a little bit weird. But number ten. Oh, I see Gracie's moving already. See, that's one for sure. Right? September by uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire definitely qualifies. This was number nine. That's an obscure grab. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Waterloo by, uh, by ABBA, that's your number nine. Uh, number eight. This one's probably fair. All right, all right, I can see that one for sure. And then actually, uh, this one, you've got two songs by them on the list. Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, All right, so the Beach Boys come in at number uh, seven with I Get Around. Uh, Bob Marley made the list, interestingly. You know what, I don't think I have the... I Oh, no, no, here I do. But this is not even a Bob Marley song I knew. Sun is Shining? I don't, I'm not like a Bob Marley expert for sure, but I thought I thought I kind of knew most of the at least the popular ones. So that was your that was your number five. Uh, your or sorry, that was your number six. Your number five was a Billy Joel, and how oh, did I pull this one out? I didn't pull it. Out. Uptown Girl, uh, which is fine. Uh, Pink comes in at number four. That's a good song. That's a get you going song. All right, I got that. Uh, that's fine. And then again, you figure this is from being British, right? Madnesses, House of Fun, winds up being like number three on the list. Number two on the list was uh, I Got You by James Brown, and then number one was another Beach Boys song. And that's a happy-making song for sure. So, all right, you know, a little bit of of wiggle room in there for them being British, but you do hear a constant kind of, oh, yeah, those do make you happy, don't they? Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. 
Hundreds of people at a town hall meeting in East Palestine, Ohio, want to know if they're at risk from toxic chemicals that spilled or were burned off after a tra train derailment two weeks ago. There were a lot of people that had left early uh, because they were just so put off by a lot of the answers they were getting. Nick Sorter was there. State and federal officials say tests show the air and municipal water are safe despite the air smell and people reporting sore throats, coughs and headaches. A 17-year-old girl rescued from the rubble of a collapsed building in southern Turkey 10 days after the earthquake that's killed more than 42,000 people in Turkey and Syria. Oakland, California's police chief is fired, accused of covering up misconduct. I have decided to separate from Chief Laron Armstrong from the city. Mayor Sheng Tao says the federal judge overseeing the department finds significant cultural problems there. Armstrong, an Oakland native, says his termination is wrong, unjustified, and unfair. The department's been under federal oversight since 2003. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. 631 News Radio 92.3. Mostly cloudy, 69 degrees right now in Pensacola. Santa Rosa County leaders have approved a plan to increase their tipping fees at the county's central landfill. Rates will go up by $2 per ton each year through 2025, then $1 per ton in 2026 and 2027. Currently, fees are $42 a ton. They'll be $50 by 2027. Last week, county commissioners voted 3-1 to one in favor of that with... District 3's James Calkins being the no vote. It will raise all the trash prices. If you get uh, Waste Pro or Adam Sanitation, they will raise your price because they're not going to pay for it. The first increase goes into effect April 1st and then January 1st each year thereafter. And the county says the additional money is going to go towards construction of a new maintenance building and landfill cell uh, to deposit waste. Two people have died after a military helicopter crash in Alabama. Officials say both victims were on a Black Hawk chopper that fell onto the highway near Huntsville yesterday. It belonged to the Tennessee National Guard. Two, uh, two service members were killed, uh, but nobody else on the ground was injured. The fight over the African-American studies course that was rejected by Florida's Department of Education reached the state capitol yesterday. Reverend Al Sharpton leading a rally. He spoke out against Governor DeSantis' prior statements on wokeism. When you wake up, you get up. And you go to work. We ain't laying in the bed woke. We up. And we went from woke to work. And we will work on you, DeSantis, until we tell the whole story. And after releasing a revised version of the course, the college board released a statement accusing the state of slander and being politically motivated. Speaking of Governor DeSantis, he's unveiling what he's calling a digital bill of rights. That's an effort to protect Flor uh, Floridians' rights and privacy from big tech. One of the proposals would uh, protect the right to have private in-person conversations without big tech surveillance. These private companies, you know, use their product, they could just potentially do it. So we're going to put a roadblock into that and say they can't do that uh, without your express authorization. And in addition to banning TikTok from government devices, the measure would also ban access through networks provided by universities, schools, or any government office. Judge rule, uh, judge's ruling could be a victory for environmentalists. An appeals court ruling yesterday that the Florida Department of Environmental Protection will have to do more to clean the state's freshwater springs. The DEP was ordered to offer more details on how they plan to reduce nitrate pollution in springs. Florida Springs Council celebrating the ruling. Their executive director telling First Coast News it's the biggest legal win for Florida's environment in recent memory. 
Trial now underway for a man accused of killing a 16-year-old back in December of 2020. According to Channel 3, that trial started yesterday for Trenton Newkirk. He's charged with first-degree murder and the death of Jeffrey Cannell Jr. Cannell was shot at the Forest Creek Apartments. Investigators say GPS from Newkirk's phone was used to place him at the scene during that shooting. A second suspect was also charged, Isaiah Sims, but charges against him were later dropped. It is 6.35, News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Gracie. No slowdown to report right now. We do have a traffic stop going on on the I-10 bridge going over Escambia Bay. It's in the westbound direction on the right shoulder. Um, so just use some caution right there. No slowdowns because of it. Uh, we are checking in clear on Highway 90 throughout Milton and Pace, as well as 98 in Gulf Breeze, Tiger Point, and Navarre going on the fourth day or third day of the Three Mile Bridge. We are looking good with no slowdowns. If you see something else on the road, just make sure to give me a call to the traffic line that's 850-2626-111 and this traffic report is brought to you by tops appliance featuring freezers refrigerators dishwashers ranges washers and dryers from e from ge hot point speed queen and more tops appliance highway 90 in milton it's gracie wolf on news radio 92.3 informative local dependable thank you very much gracie sounds like uh, traffic enforcement continuing on three mile bridge today reminder 45 miles an hour you're going over there. 34 tickets yesterday and 20 the day before that. Uh, 6.36, let's get a look at our Channel 3 first morning weather. We're going to be seeing some showers and thunderstorms for the second half of the day today. A few storms could be strong. High today near 76 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 49. For Friday, we will have a few more showers and thunderstorms through the morning hours before things clear out in the afternoon. High Friday near 57 degrees. Friday night, temperatures cooling off quickly with lows near 36 degrees. We'll have sunshine return for the weekend with cool weather returning as well. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, 69 degrees, mostly cloudy skies in Pensacola. Your next news at 7 and breaking news anytime. News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Koshinko with your money now. Although a range of companies advertise their products during the Super Bowl, a common theme ran through many of the spots nostalgia. Many of this year's ads played it safe, tapping cultural references from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Tennis champion Serena Williams starred in a Michelob Ultra ad that drew on the classic comedy Caddyshack, while John Travolta, who starred in Greece more than 40 years ago, crooned the musical's hit Summer Nights on behalf of T-Mobile. Marketing experts say most of the ads stuck with light-hearted themes as a safe approach given all the challenges facing the country. Amazon is slowly dismantling the old version of Zappos. Zappos laid off more than 300 employees last month, or about 20% of the Las Vegas-based company's workforce. The Zappos cuts came as part of broader layoffs at Amazon that are expected to eliminate more than 18,000 employees. On Wall Street, futures mixed after stocks closed mixed on Friday. The Dow Industrials gained 169. That's your money now. It's time to think about your tax refund. And Jackson Hewitt wants you to think biggest. As in, we guarantee you'll get your biggest refund or your money back plus $100. Who offers that? Come to think of it, nobody. It's one of the biggest guarantees out there and why you can't just file with anybody. For your guaranteed biggest refund, go to Jackson Hewitt today. Your wallet will thank you. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. 
Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Every Volkswagen has style and performance, but there's something else that comes with new VWs from Peakmore Imports, and it's called Carefree Coverage. VW Carefree Coverage is standard on VW crossovers and SUVs and includes the first two years of manufacturer maintenance intervals for two years or 20,000 miles, whichever occurs first, and it's free. So with the 2023 Taos S starting from 25641, you're covered with carefree maintenance. The Tiguan S from 28 to 27, it's covered with carefree maintenance. And the seven-passenger Atlas SE with technology from 42632. It's covered with VW Carefree Maintenance. Plus, all of these models are available for 3.9% financing. So go carefree with carefree maintenance on your next crossover or SUV from Pete Moore Imports. They're not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Pete Moore Imports, New Warrington Road, Pensacola. Prices before CAD, tax title, and associated dealer fees. Special financing rate for qualifying credit through PCI. See dealer for details. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. When you think News Radio 92.3, think local. With three local hosts every weekday and a dedicated local newsroom, no other station covers local issues like what's going on with the progress of Three Mile Bridge or the Pensacola Beach sign, the homeless population in Pensacola, overcrowding of animal shelters in Santa Rosa County, the latest drama of the e-scooters, traffic warnings and storm coverage, and more. Your local news station is News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Oh, man. See, I know Wes Moreno, who is the uh, Scambia County Minister, he loves his, like, classic hard rock, and uh, he had asked me if I couldn't play that for him one time, but he had asked me right before February 3rd, the last time we talked to him in person, and so we were still doing the every uh, every break with Cher <laughs> as a joke, so I wanted to pay it off and let him enjoy that. Wes, uh, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Did you enjoy that, sir? Thank you very much, Andrew. I certainly did, and it is good to be here this morning. Oh, it is good to have you. Good to have you. All right, so we got a big meeting on uh, on the books for today. Um, let's talk about what probably the biggest thing on that meeting is going to be the conversation surrounding this thirty what th- two three million dollar offer by Dr. Horton to take over the development of OLF eight. Uh, I know the main concern people have is I thought we had a plan. <laughs> so uh, walk me through some of the uh, assurances that we're not just abandoning that plan and going to build a bunch of, uh, you know, tract homes on that land. Well, the one thing uh, that some people 
uh, may not be aware of, or, or maybe they just maybe maybe forgot. And there's a master plan ordinance <clears throat> that sits over the top of that of that property out there, and that that master plan calls for multiple uses. And the only way that plan can change is uh, by an action of the Board of County Commissioners. So, you know, no matter who buys that property, they are tied to that master plan uh, unless unless an action is taken to, to modify the plan. But that, that would be the biggest assurance, I would say, at the moment. Uh, I know D.R. Horton is a large home builder. That's what they're known for. But I do believe they have projects where they have partnered uh, with other entities, other companies, and, and to do a multiple-use project, kind of like we're looking at out there. Yeah, and I, th- I think, um, I, you know, I, I, won't, I won't put the words in his mouth, but I think you'd see uh, a certain place freeze over before you see this board vote to undo all the work done on that master plan, led by Commissioner Bergash, who would never let that happen uh, because of, you know, where everything has gotten us to do that. I just wanted, I wanted people to hear you say it because it's an important thing to understand. Plus, you got like the Triumph Grant, which is dependent on the way that side of that property is going to be developed. And so it's just, you know, obviously these are these are the good questions to ask. Um, but the notion that all, all of right. a sudden we're just going to get homes up there is, um, that's, I mean, I cannot, I, I cannot see any future in which that happens. And also this is like, we, we didn't get any real responses on, you know, un, until this one comes in at a significantly higher price, right? Yeah, we uh, you know we put it out there for a little while and uh, didn't got a few inquiries, not nothing really serious. Yeah, and then uh, this one kind of drops in our lap, and actually I've, there was uh, a few other contacts uh, this week regarding OLFA. Oh, and so uh, we may you know this one offer may generate a little bit of a little bit of interest. So oh, we'll see right. where we go. All right, so the uh, the girl that was single for a long time, all of a sudden she's dating somebody. Everybody wants to date her now. So all right, I'll take that's 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 good news too. I mean, I'll you know I'll I'll, t- I'll take the interest. You know, get it before it's off the market. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is an item on the agenda for an indoor sports arena at at the Ashton Brosnahan mm-hmm. Park. Now, I guess this has been going on for a while, kind of a conversation. I was not familiar with this as an idea. I find it a fascinating thing, especially with some of the recent, like, you know, SEC soccer and whatnot that's gone on there. But uh, what's the idea here? Well, it's to do, uh, just to build, just right, well, the action today is to, to go into a study and perform a study uh, and look into an indoor sports complex there at Ashton Brosnahan. But, you know, you mentioned SEC soccer, and I thought that's really kicked Ashton Brosnahan, Brosnahan up into a, a higher level, if you will. More notice, big, huge uh, tournaments going on out there, and so you know, some of the discussion with uh, Ray Palmer and Pensacola Sports Association and, and the board, and uh, maybe even some of the T- TDC is that hey, you know, this might be a good venture for us uh, to have this type of facility available uh, to bring in even more, you know, sports tourism, if you will. And um, more, more uh, impact to the economy, more heads and beds, and, and all of that stuff. And so that's what we're uh, voting on this morning. What the board will vote on this morning is to uh, ask ask for a study uh, of that type of project there at uh, Ashton Brosnahan. Yeah, and I mean, like anything else, we're going to have to talk about funding and revenue and what is. But you know, mm, the, right. the the idea for it at least makes sense to me, given where things are and are not in the county right now. I you know, I thought it was intriguing, so I'm curious to kind of see what the study shows. Uh, hold on for me for just a second, Wes. Talking to Wes Moreno, the uh, county administrator for Escambia County. Uh, Grace is in for candy this morning with traffic on the fives. No slowdown, Storeport. I-10 and I-110 are moving nicely throughout the area, as well as 
Falls, 29 and 90. 98 in Gulf Breeze, Tiger Point, and Navarre. Checking in clear with posted speeds. If you do see something on the road, just give me a call to the traffic line. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3. Thanks so much, Gracie. Back to uh, Wes Moreno. Um, one of the things that uh, we kind of had gotten trickled information about this, but I think we know more now. There were a couple of different uh, grant programs announced by the state to deal with fixing things still related to Sally. If I remember correctly, one has to do with rental housing. One has to do with ordinary housing that might have been damaged. What do we know at this point, and how likely are we to get a lot of that money here in Escambia County? So, yeah, there's three facets to it. One is uh, housing repair for those who still whose houses are still uh, damaged by Hurricane Sally, and mainly in low-moderate income areas. And another section of the grant <laughs> will relate to actually buying houses that are still damaged by salary, maybe the cost benefit is not is not good to repair them, but to buy them and demo them and turn them into green spaces. And then the, the, the third phase is what we call an infrastructure phase. And this is what uh, really will be the topic of discussion this morning, will be the infrastructure phase. We've gotten together as a staff and laid some projects out that we think would be good for, for applications to this grant. The challenge with the infrastructure phase of the grant is we can only submit three applications. It's a large sum of money that, we, that that's out there and available. So we were you know, working hard to come up with, with projects that, that we are aware of in low moderate income areas that uh, mainly drainage and stormwater will probably rate, rate quite high. But uh, coming up, you know, we want to be able to get as much, money of that, as much of that money as we can. So we want to kind of thinking outside the box with some of the projects that we, we put on the list with the board to discuss. But, you know, only three applications, you got to make the best of them. So that's what we'll be talking about this morning. Was I wrong? I thought there was one also for restoration or creation of rental housing from Sally. Was, did did I not understand that correctly? I thought there, that was there, one of there, there, there was a there, there was a rental assistance program that we've, we've had going. Oh, okay. Um, after, and we actually that, that program is about wound up with us. Oh no! I thought I'm sorry. I just I thought there was a new one from the state where we were just learning about that. That it was because I thought part of the initiative from EDA was to create housing capacity, given the housing shortage. Is the reason I thought that, but maybe maybe I got that wrong. I'm sorry. Well, it's quite possible. There's been a lot of grant announcements. Okay, we've been we've been focusing so much on the infrastructure uh, because I mean it was just. Uh, uh, this grant was just announced a couple of weeks ago, and right. you have to have a 30-day comment period um, before you can actually submit the, the application. And the application is due uh, by the end of April. So you look see, you see, on, on the top layer, you say, oh, we got plenty of time, but you really don't. Right. And so that's what all of our focus has been driving hard uh, last week and this week. That's, that is fast turnaround <laughs> to put something together like that. It I is. understand. For that much money, it is. Hey, I, uh, I did want to, uh, we had talked about this a little bit with Eric Gilmore the other day, but I did want to, you know, give kudos to the board and to you for being involved. And, you know, we got the raises for Escambia Fire Rescue last year. We've now added the uh, command staff, including the lieutenants, into that. So uh, good work on that uh, i know they <laughs> i know they appreciate that uh, i also wanted to ask you just to maybe take a second and comment on the estuary designation um for people who aren't familiar what will this do is this kind of wild like nobody's gotten one of these in a long time is my understanding but what will this do if we get this designation well the goal of our estuary program is always to become like its own special district or its own 501 c something of that nature 
And they've been driving hard toward that. And so finally what, what the board will vote on this morning is to basically offer a letter to support and uh, to ask uh, the governors of Alabama and the governors of Florida to uh, request uh, the U.S. EPA administrator to enroll the Pensacola Bonita Base Estuary Program into the national estuary program, and that will designate uh, the program as an estuary of national significance, which is a pretty big deal. It's a big, big accomplishment, and I'm optimistic that that we will be successful, that the program will be successful in that regard. No, that's that's fantastic, and I know Milton just passed their uh, official uh, declaration of this on Tuesday, so that's you know we got them on board, and the idea is if everybody's saying the same thing, then we got a better chance of getting it. Uh, last thing is, I think you had a a little announcement that you wanted to make. Is that right? Yeah, I just wanted to wish my wife Carla happy anniversary. It's 37 years. Wow! Congratulations. Today. That's fantastic. So, so, uh, so, y'all got married when you were like what, four, five, six, something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. You know, we were kids. We didn't know we were kids still then. But <laughs> that's right. Wow, thirty-seven years, but, uh, man. Somehow we grew up and became responsible parents and a- adults. So wow, that ride. is fantastic. What a great example, man. I I appreciate that. Well, happy anniversary to you and your bride. And as always, thanks for the time and for what you do for the county, West man. I appreciate it. All right, thank you, Andrew. We'll see you. You bet. Six fifty one here on News Radio ninety two three. I'm Andrew McKay. Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window. New South is the Florida window factory. Our windows are made in Florida for Florida homes by Florida workers, because we understand Florida weather. With New South Windows, you don't have to sacrifice energy efficiency or storm protection. Our Energy Star rated windows and doors are made with impact and non-impact options, giving you the best of both worlds. New South Window. Home of your ultimate Florida window. Buy more, save more. Volume discounts up to 30%. Visit NewSouthWindow.com. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening. Whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers. On the News Radio Garden Line, every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, and Barnes Feed Store. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. National average for gallon of gas, 342. Florida average is 334. Texas is 302. That's up two pennies from yesterday, 468 in California. In uh, Navarre, 322 east and west of the Walmart. Those prices haven't shifted. 323 for the Garcon Point Bridge. 
327 in proper at the Exxon, same price as yesterday. A little bit of a uh, 316 in Milton at the at the Sefco. I think it was that yesterday, or real close. 316 in P Ridge at the Murphy, same in Pace. Both stations there, or a couple of stations there, 319 reporting. If you get over into Pensacola, 307 at the Walmart on Nine Mile, 306 at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. That's down a penny, so things here are not going up, which is good. Uh, 315 looks like at the uh, Cervantes Shell Station, the best one coming in from the southwest side. 654 on News Radio 923. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? South Carolina judge in the Alex Murdaugh double murder trial says he will allow the jury to hear evidence of Murdaugh's alleged suicide for hire attempt. Uh, the lawyer accused of killing his wife and son back in 2021. The judge ruled yesterday against allowing evidence, uh, but later reversed his decision. Two suspects in custody after a deadly mall shooting in Texas. El Paso police say one person was killed. Three were hurt when gunfire broke out at the Chela Vista Mall yesterday. And uh, a new study finds that a common dietary sweetener could potentially fuel development of Alzheimer's disease. Researchers at the University of Colorado School of Medicine say fructose, a sugar that's used to sweeten a lot of different foods and beverages, restricts blood flow to the brain's cerebral cortex. The study's lead author says that can lead to progressive brain atrophy and neuron loss. Uh, with Wait, all of the features of fru- Alzheimer's. Fructose? That's what they're saying. Isn't fructose what's in... F- Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yes, absolutely. And they're saying that is uh, making Alzheimer's worse. I Okay. Fructose is fruit. <laughs> like, that's a fruit sugar. That's eating grapes right? and apples and bananas. And they're saying that's making people have Alzheimer's. Yes. That, mm. At least according to this new study. Mm. Now, next week, press there could X be another doubt. study that uh, that says something different. Yeah, no, I'm, no I, pr- I press X to doubt. I say, I, <laughs> I just don't buy it. Uh, I, I find it hard to believe that a naturally occurring sugar and fruit would be the thing that's killing our brains I, in any way. I mean, right? look, I'm, I didn't conduct the study. I'm just, you know, that's Andrew's reaction, okay? Uh, but thank you for sharing uh, and scaring. Uh, <laughs> Dave, thanks so much for the update. 656 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, speaking of food things, you know, David had brought up earlier this uh, issue about the fake meat, you know, and I had said, uh, halfway joking but halfway serious, like I would eat any of the fake meat as long as it tastes right, I'm fine. Uh, but I want to know that it's fake, meaning that I want it to be colored I don't know, orange or pink or purple or something, you know, really garish colors. I can see that it's a fake meat and then just close my eyes and enjoy the taste. Uh, And somebody texted me and said, you know, Andrew, there's a long history with margarine and artificial uh, coloring. And I looked it up and it's fascinating. Like the color of margarine naturally is some kind of pasty gray looking thing. So you don't really want to eat that. And it looks a lot like lard, I guess, originally. Um, So the early margarine manufacturers knew that this was a problem for them. And so they wanted to make it look like butter. So they added the yellow dye, you know, to make it look like butter. Well, then uh, the dairy manufacturers, I guess, got angry that they were making it look like butter and people couldn't tell the difference. So they got various laws passed, including that you can't add a coloring to it, which that and also one that I guess in a couple of places they were making it pink. Like, by law, it was required to be pink. Uh, so people are thinking like I'm thinking. Well, and some of those those actually got struck down, I guess, by the Supreme Court. That you can't force them to include a color or whatever like this. But I'm like, this is so fascinating. So then for a long time, um, they weren't, I guess they weren't allowed to include the coloring pre-make, but they would sell you the margarine with a mix-in dye. 
So you could at home, you know, like it came with a packet. Of, I don't just fast. I didn't know any of that. And you know, like I said, somebody mentioned it to me. And I thought, well, that is a fascinating history. Uh, all again, my, my take is, you know, the fake chicken, make it orange, the fake beef, make it purple, green. I don't really care. Maybe not green, uh, <laughs> but, you know, something so that I know that's what it is. 658 on News Radio 92.3. Time for future news. Gracie is sitting in for Candy this morning, uh, talking about the things that are going to happen before they happen and doing our best to predict them if we can. Uh, Brentwood Park, uh, turning that uh, little slice of that park into a tax collector's office, which will also have like a community center elements to it and uh, new playground equipment and all that. Is this going to work out and be good? I think so. Yeah, really awesome. good. Yeah, the big challenge of course is until the homeless are not there, you won't get the kids back. So that's going to be the real challenge is how to handle that. Uh, will there be changes at the Supreme Court? The New York Times versus Sullivan case about about, uh, actual malice that Governor DeSantis would like to see some changes. Will the Supreme Court consider revising that ruling, do you think? I think so. Boy, I tell you, this would be the court to do it. Uh, I say it's at best a coin flip. Most likely a no, but at best it's going to be a coin flip on that one, I would think. Um, let's see. Uh, how long do you think it's going to be until East Palestine, uh, Palestine, uh, Palestine is going to be okay as a city? I hope soon. I do too. And honestly, I, I think people are more worried and freaked out about this than the evidence justifies, including some of the things you see online with all these waterways are polluted. Yeah, no, I I don't think the evidence justifies that. Um, So I don't think it'll be that long, but boy, that would be very awful to be there during all. And I can understand why people are furious uh, about that right now. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze Milton, Pensacola.